Welcome to Goop Tales, episode 19, Abednego and the Dragon Who Couldn't Sleep. I'm Maria Calancini, and I'm the author of Goop Tales. And in today's episode, you will come along with little Abednego, who is named as such because he never wants to go to bed when it's time. Do you know anyone like that? Well, Abednego ends up in the land of Ayankadlata, the place where no one can sleep. And he gets chased by a gray dragon who wants to sleep. So listen to this story and find out what happens in Ayankadlata when Abednego is chased by a gray dragon. And at the end of the story, I'm going to tell you how you can see all the photos that go with this story and see the land of Ayan Kadlata and the gray dragon and Abednego, of course. And in each of those photos, you'll be able to search for a tiny hidden Abednego. So stay tuned and I will see you on the other side. Abednego would raise his hat and bow and smile and things like that. His face and hair were always neat, and when he played, he did not cheat. But oh, the awful things he said when it was time to go to bed. Chapter 1 Once upon a time, there was an elegant and charming little goop boy named Abednego. He wore a top hat, carried an umbrella everywhere, and behaved like a little gentleman most of the time. Abednego loved to socialize with his goop friends. Every day, he made sure to visit at least one of the goops. The other goops enjoyed his company and were always happy to have Abednego as a playmate. As charming as Abednego was all day, he turned just the opposite when it was time to go to bed. At bedtime, Abednego threw fits and tantrums and put up an awful fuss. He never wanted to go to bed, and there were two reasons for this. Reason one was that he loved playing so much he didn't want to stop. And reason two was that he was scared. Abednego was frightened that once he went to bed and the lights went out, that something bad would happen. He had heard about monsters and the boogeyman, and he thought surely they would come during the night. Although they never did. He even slept with his umbrella right near his bed, just in case he needed to chase away a boogeyman. Of course, this never happened either, but Abednego was prepared. One wintry evening, Abednego was out playing with his goop friend, Poutine. It was just before nightfall, and snowflakes started to flutter from the sky. Abednego and Poutine were delighted as the ground around them turned white and tiny flecks of snow tickled their noses. Abednego popped open his umbrella, and they both stood beneath it, watching crystal snowflakes float around them. This is magical, said Abednego. It is, it is. Poutine replied. 
They walked along as their feet crunched the snow on the path beneath them. They stopped and made a snowman and threw snowballs and had a grand time. As the snow got thicker and the sky grew darker, Poutine said, I think it's time to go home to bed. Abednego scrunched his face and said, Oh no, not yet. Let's make another snowman. Okay, just one more, and then we have to go home to bed, she said. So they built a snowman right at the edge of the woods. He was tall and round and just perfect. Abednego even took off his top hat and scarf and put them on the snowman. We've built a perfect snowman, and he will stay here all night and be waiting for us when we come back tomorrow. Let's go, said Poutine. No, no, not yet. Just a little bit longer. I'm not ready to go to bed yet, pleaded Abednego. It's time. We have to go, said Poutine, who was growing pouty. No, 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 not yet. I want to stay here and build another snowman, Abednego replied. Suit yourself, Abednego, but I'm going home. I'm tired and it's time to go to bed, said Poutine. Poutine turned and left. Abednego watched as she disappeared around the bend. He turned and looked at the snowman, who was still and silent. It was growing darker, and Abednego thought that maybe he should catch up with Poutine. He reached up and took his hat from the snowman's head. As soon as he grabbed it, a giant round stone archway appeared out of nowhere. The snowman turned to Abednego and said, You don't want to go to bed? Follow me and I will show you a place where you will never have to. Then the snowman scooted through the archway. He turned back and looked at Abednego, who appeared to be frozen in thought. Come follow me, said the snowman. And then he scooted even further into the snow until he was no longer visible. Abednego moved towards the archway and looked through, but he couldn't see anything except for white snow coming down. The snowman was gone. He was a little bit scared, but he entered. There, on the other side, was a snowy landscape of tall, dark, jagged mountains covered in snow. The snow was pouring down. Abednego turned to go back out of the archway, but it had vanished. Chapter 2 Abednego turned around in circles, and everywhere he looked, he saw snow and a mountain landscape. He wished that Poutine was still with him, but she wasn't, so he just moved forward. His mother once told him, If you don't know what to do, just move forward until you do. And so he did. He lumbered on and wondered if Poutine was all cozy home in bed. It was growing dark and cold, but there was nowhere to rest. Abednego was surrounded by snow. When darkness fell, the moon came out and lit his way. He felt so alone that he started to talk to the moon. Thank you, moon. You're the only one here with me. 
and your light makes it less scary. The moon shone just a little bit brighter in response. It lit up the dark black sky. Abednego heard a noise and looked up to see a beautiful white owl flying across the sky. His glowing white wings spanned out and shone in the moonlight. The owl looked down and stared straight into Abednego's eyes. He flew closer and motioned for Abednego to follow him, so he did. The owl flew low and close to the ground as Abednego ran after him. He led Abednego into a sparkly winter forest with tall trees that twinkled as sunlight started to shine through. Why are you here? said the owl, whose name was Magnum. I don't really know. I was out with my friend Poutine, and she wanted to go home and said it was time to go to bed. I didn't want to go, and I went through an arch, and here I am. Where am I? answered Abednego. You are in the land of no sleep, Ayn Kanlada. Abednego listened as the owl told him that Ayn Kanlada was a special place where no one slept. If you fell asleep in Ayn Kanlada, the gray dragon would find you and keep you captive. Many years ago, the gray dragon had a curse put on him by his mortal enemy that he would never sleep again. For years, the gray dragon tried to sleep, and he couldn't. Then he decided to steal the sleep from sleeping creatures. He had a castle high up in Ayan Kadlata, where he held owls, birds, elves, squirrels, and other forest creatures in captivity. When they fell asleep, the gray dragon would suck the sleep right out of them and shut his eyes for just a moment. It never lasted long, and he always needed more sleepers in captivity. If you wanted to fall asleep in Ayan Kadlata, you had to hide, and you couldn't sleep for long, or else the gray dragon would find you. Abednego listened to Magnum intently, and for the first time ever, he wished he could just go home and go to bed but he couldn't. I don't want to be here anymore. How do I get back home? Asked Abednego with a yawn. For starters, stop yawning. It won't be easy to escape high and Kanlata because you will have to dream and in order to dream, you will need to sleep, which can be quite risky here as you know. If you can get to the point of dreaming while in Ayan Kantlata, you will see a lighthouse in your dreams. Just follow the bridge to the lighthouse, and if you make it there, you will go back to your home and into your bed, where you can sleep peacefully. Abednego twirled his little umbrella around and took off his top hat with a bow to Magnum. I can do that. I will just find a place to hide and fall asleep and dream, said Abednego. Magnum just looked at him with his piercing yellow eyes. As you like, he said, and off he flew. 
Abednego trotted off in search of a hiding place. He went deep into the woods and crossed paths with several animals. These animals must know secret hiding spots, he thought to himself. He saw two deer off in the distance. They glanced toward him, and then they quickly darted away and disappeared. Abednego followed their tracks as rapidly as he could. The tracks disappeared under an enormous and majestic tree covered in snow. The branches were so large, they formed a secret doorway with light pouring through. Abednego quickly scurried through the branches and found that he was concealed from view. He was well hidden in a little cave formed by tree branches that was warmed by sunlight. He nestled in and prepared to dream of lighthouses. No sooner had he closed his eyes than he heard a ferocious flapping sound. He peeked through the branches to see a gray dragon flying over the snow and straight for the tree where Abednego had hidden himself. Chapter 3 Abednego stared at the approaching dragon without moving. He was in a trance of terror. The gray dragon was in full flight above a snowy ridge. He was moving at the speed of a flying arrow, and his target was Abednego. Abednego knew he couldn't outrun the gray dragon, but he had to do something. He popped open his umbrella and cowered beneath it. It was the only thing he could think to do, even though he didn't think it would work. He could hear the approaching dragon as his wings flapped louder and louder. Abednego curled himself up as tightly as he could beneath the umbrella, and a tiny tear rolled down his face. He thought of Poutine and how she must be safe at home reading books in bed. Abednego desperately wished he could just fall asleep safely in his own bed. Then the flapping sound faded off, and all he heard was silence. The wing flapping had stopped, and nothing happened. He turned and peeked beneath the umbrella and watched as the gray dragon flew off into the horizon in the opposite direction. Abednego didn't understand. He looked out and saw a brown bear walking out from beneath some nearby trees. The bear turned and looked at Abednego and gave a tiny nod. Then he spoke. Bears and boars, that gray dragon will never come near us if we are together. He knows he can't take us both. Abednego looked around and saw a wild boar crossing the field. He was big and sturdy and looked like a formidable beast. The bear spoke again. We know how to survive an iron cudlata, but you, you do not. You must leave here at once. The gray dragon will come back. I know, I know, I was trying to leave. Magnum told me that I had a dream about the lighthouse. I thought I could fall asleep under the tree, but it didn't work. No, it did not replied the bear. We can't have you going around falling asleep like this. You will summon the dragon every time. There is only one thing you can do. 
What is that? asked Abednego in desperation. You do need to dream and find the lighthouse, but you will never get to your dream state unless you are fully relaxed and sleeping without fear. There is only one safe spot for you to do that. Where is that? asked Abednego excitedly. You need to push through the snow in the direction of the gray dragon until you come to a river. Then you must float down the river until you see the castle of the gray dragon. It will be high on a rock, sitting all alone, but far beneath it at the river's edge is a tiny cave opening. You can fit in that opening, and that is the only safe place for you to fall asleep. The dragon won't sense your sleep because he will think it is the sleep coming from his castle captives. You will be directly underneath the castle. That cave is where your dreams will come true, replied the bear. Abednego was horrified at the thought of following the dragon straight to his castle, but he knew it was his only choice and he didn't want to endanger the rest of the animals with his attempts at sleep. He started off trudging through the snow in the direction of the gray dragon, and soon he found the river. Abednego cleverly turned his umbrella upside down and created a little boat. He hopped in and started his float down the river. He began to relax and enjoy the ride while admiring the magnificent scenery around him. This will work, he thought to himself as he started to envision the lighthouse. From a distance, he saw the tip of the castle on the hill, and he knew he was almost there. A little shiver went down his spine, but he moved on through the water. As he approached the castle, he turned a bend in the river and saw two enormous stone gargoyles guarding the river entry. To the castle. Chapter 4 Abednego looked ahead and panicked. He hadn't anticipated any obstacles or guards. He just wanted to find the tiny cave and fall asleep. He was so tired now, it was hard to keep his eyes open. He looked behind him, but there was no going back. The river was carrying him straight to a small opening that was guarded by the gargoyles. The gargoyles were made of stone, and they could move their eyes and mouths. But they couldn't turn their necks, so they wouldn't be able to see Abednego until he was right in front of them. But then what? What would they do? Abednego looked at the riverbank, and he didn't see any cave entries. He knew that he would have to pass through the gargoyle passageway to find the entry, but he was scared. He was getting closer, and he still hadn't thought of a plan. Maybe I can just float by, and they won't even notice me, he thought to himself, but then he thought better of it. They will notice me. That's why they're guarding the palace. Abednego was only moments away from floating by the gargoyles when he had an idea. 
he silently slipped into the water and turned his umbrella upside down. He held onto the handle underneath the water as the top poked out above. As they floated by the gargoyles, Abednego held tight to his umbrella and closed his eyes. He was well hidden under the umbrella in the water, but he could hardly stand it as he didn't know what was happening above. As the umbrella floated by the gargoyles, their eyes peered down at it and then at each other, as if to say, I have no idea what that is. One of them shouted out to the other, just an umbrella floating down the river. Some animal lost it. Gray dragon will find him soon. And then he let out a nefarious chuckle. (laughs) Beneath the water, Abednego could hear their words and wicked chuckling. He waited until he was sure he was well past the gargoyles, and he silently crept back inside the umbrella and paddled ashore. He began to poke around the foot of the castle, looking for a cave, and soon he found a tiny hole in the rocks. He didn't hesitate. He closed up his umbrella and slipped into the tiny cave opening. Once inside, he discovered that he was in the very bottom of the castle. There was a maze of stairwells and doorways going every which way. Abednego looked for a small spot in a corner and avoided all stairwells, and soon he found the perfect resting area. It was small and cozy and just the right size. Abednego curled up in the corner and listened to silence. There was no noise at all. He was so tired and he so desperately wanted to fall asleep. But he got scared that the dragon would find him and he couldn't sleep. He remembered something his mother had told him about sleeping. Just breathe, calmly and evenly. So he focused on his breath while he breathed in and out to counts of three. One in, two in, three in, one out, two out, three out. In and out he breathed, and soon he nodded off into a deep sleep. Abednego dreamt of Goop World and all of his friends. He dreamt of Poutine and playing with her, and he dreamt of a lighthouse far off in the water. A magical bridge popped out of the ground and extended out to the lighthouse. Abednego walked over the bridge and walked right into the lighthouse. Then he woke up, and there he was, lying in his own cozy bed. He looked around. Did I just dream all of that? He thought to himself, and then he looked at his umbrella. It was still wet and dripping. Abednego couldn't wait to tell Poutine all about his adventure, so he popped out of bed, threw on his top hat, and grabbed his umbrella. Out the door he shot in search of Poutine but she was nowhere to be found. Poutine was at the Pena Palace in Portugal, being pursued by a triton. But that is a tale for another time. So I hope you enjoyed this goop tale of Abednego and the dragon who couldn't sleep. 
And if you did, I would really appreciate it if you would leave me a review on iTunes. Your reviews inspire me to keep producing Goop Tales. So now you can go to gooptales.com forward slash episode 19. That's one nine where you can see all of the photos that go with this story. You will be able to see Abednego, the land of Ayankatlata, and the Grey Dragon. And in every single one of those photos will be a very tiny Abednego that is hidden in the photo. So it's your job to find him. And on that same page, you will be able to download the first half of this story. And then I invite you to ignite your imagination and write the second half and submit it for publication on gooptales.com. So that's it for this time. And I will see you next time when we join Poutine in Portugal in Goop Tales episode 20. Until then, make every day a goop day.